My name is Matt Brown. Here's the 1-1. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. Aaron Judge hits his 62nd. All the Yankees out of the dugout to greet him. Just think of it. Three Yankee right fielders. The Babe hitting 60 and 27. The Jolly Roger hitting 61 and 61. And now Aaron Judge hits his 62nd home run. The most home runs any American leaguer has hit in a single season. And the American League has been alive for 120 years. This is Judgment Day. Case closed. And let's start the show. In the end, the Mets were frauds. Total fucking frauds! Baby, the world is a better place because you are here to join us. My name is Matt Brown, and I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. It is Thursday, October 6, 2022. One of my favorite times of the year is about to take place. October baseball, road to the World Series, great times ahead. But before we get into the joy, wonder, analysis, and take backs and picks and all of that before we get into our big MLB postseason show our MLB postseason preview show I just want to remind you to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube and don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com and don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prod Convo Pod, we're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. Check out Matt Brown, Norrell, Connecticut on Facebook to see our Facebook content. And also check us out on YouTube Shorts as well. And we'll be on Reddit next week. Thank you, Alex DeJesus, for making this all possible. So yes, on the brink of one of the most intense, and I mean intense, MLB regular seasons, where at first we didn't even know we were going to have a season with the lockout. And then we see the Yankees play their hearts out. We see Aaron Judge. Aaron Judge hit 62 home runs, carry the team on his back, especially after we had a stellar, stellar April to August and then August, we fell on our faces, coming back in September, and the Yankees win the division. The New York Mets leading the division 95% of the time. Everything was clicking. You almost thought you had a perfect baseball team with your bullpen being stellar, having the best closer in the league, power hitters, contact hitters, amazing starting pitching. And then the Atlanta Braves come back, and they are maybe even more perfect. They catch up to the Mets. They won the division in the last regular season weekend of the year, and now they have a great chance to repeat. You have the Cleveland Guardians with their first year as the Cleveland Guardians take the AL Central. They exceed expectations and make another run for October baseball. The Tampa Bay Rays, even though nobody shows up to their games, they still put on a heck of a show. Young core, and they hold it together. They win a wild card spot. 
the Phillies returning to the playoffs after a 12-year absence with some stellar power hitters, changing managers in the middle of the year, and now they are making their chance to win it all in October. You have the L.A. Dodgers being the L.A. Dodgers dominating the National League, staying comfortable and trying to get some World Series glory again. The Houston Astros, with their changes, losing their star shortstop, doesn't matter. They take the number one seed, they make some noise. And how about the St. Louis Cardinals? With Albert Pujols' magical, absolutely magical final season, hitting over 700 home runs for his career, he helps bring them to a big big postseason run and having Yadier Molina and Adam Wainwright on his side doing that absolutely incredible with major collapses in the LA Angels as well embarrassing what are you gonna do but this baseball season was one hell of a ride it really was and now we're here October baseball we have a month of stellar postseason coverage for you it really is bringing in various people from the show's past, having guests make their return to the show to help cover baseball with me. And it's going to be a really fun time, ladies and gentlemen. It really is. And I don't know how you feel, but I just have a good feeling that this is going to be an amazing postseason. I really, really do. So let's bring one of our favorites back. Alex Young, great to see you again. He's going to preview the MLB postseason with me. We are going to have some laughs, debates, analysis, and all of that. It's going to be a great time as we kick off our productive October baseball coverage. So let's get into it. Alex Young, it's your turn again. Let's preview the postseason. Let's have a hell of a time. Here we go. This is a very productive conversation. What's up, everybody? The best time of the year in sports. October, you obviously have the NFL in full swing. NBA starts. NHL starts. Uh, You have your combat sports, big events. You got everything you want. But nothing's more synonymous with October than October baseball. And we're about to kick off the 2022 MLB postseason. Kick off all our coverage for the postseason as well, it's going to be a really fun month, especially with two New York teams making a push. So with that, great friend of the show, Alex Young is back. Alex, good to see you. What's up? Good to see you, Matt. Uh, I was wishing, you know, we'll dive into the Mets a little bit. I was hoping, you know, <laughs> we would quit Seattle at least, though we fumbled the bag there. But uh, other than that, I'm excited for some uh, October baseball and talking postseason with you. All right, we're about to have a really fun month ahead, Alex. It's going to be a good time. So before I hound you on that, and there is a lot to discuss there, but remember when we started this season? I mean, we we didn't even know there was going to be a season. There was a lock at the start. And um, the, it's about a week later since the postseason starts now, but um, we're here. We're here, and... Look how far, look at a crazy season it's been with major collapses, with players going big. And I guess the one thing we can uh, highlight really quick is uh, one of the best stories of the year. Aaron Judge hits mm-hmm. 62 home runs. He breaks the all-time American League single-season home run record. 
brings so much joy to many. And um, what a way to cap off the year for the Yankees. You know, I know you're a Mets fan, but most importantly, a baseball fan. What did you think about the huge news coming out of Tuesday in the historic uh, feat? I was extremely happy to see it. Uh, Aaron Judge do that. I, you know, I, you know me. I, I'm not a, a Met fan that hates the Yankees. I'm kind of indifferent towards the Yankees, but just as a baseball mm-hmm. fan, seeing history happen and, and all the excitement, and, and my buddy who's a Yankee fan, you know, texting me when it was happening, and you know, just to see the joy brought Yankee fans and also baseball fans, right? Like we, this is something. This is historic. We may not ever see something like this again, yeah. right? You know, it took over 60 years for someone to hit. 60 plus home or 61 plus home runs in the American league. Right. That's yeah. crazy to me. Um, you know, so it was awesome to see, uh, just, you know, I, I know we wanted to do it at Yankee stadium before it didn't happen, but just to mm-hmm. see the fans even in Texas go crazy to be a part of history and just the reception he got and all, all the congratulations he got from everyone, you know, it just shows the class act that everyone sees Aaron judge is. And, uh, you know, it was just something special and, you know, you could debate this here and there. It's the true single season home run king now and all that stuff. But he, he made history and it was awesome to see. And, uh, you know, congratulations to, to Aaron Judge. And, you know, hopefully that steers the Yankees for, you know, uh, some success this postseason, too. Absolutely. You know, I'm amazed how many people really discredit this dude hitting 62 mm-hmm. home runs. Like, come on. For one, obviously didn't do it on the juice. Two. This guy, no one's hitting 60-plus home runs usually. And in that little era when the juicers did it, your Sosa Maguire's bonds, like I feel we – it really shows that, especially on Twitter, you get, what can we enjoy without a negative twist to it? Yes. Like I, I told people, you know, get a life. Like the fact that you're that upset making these beans for it, like, dude, the people upset, the college football fans, uh it's something special we don't get to see, especially in baseball as they're trying to regain some popularity again. And something like this for Judge clearly shows that. And, I mean, he knows the fanfare is getting all the love. And this debate will be talked about later on in the offseason about him coming back or not. But, Aaron Judge, look at the love you're getting. Look at the legacy you're creating. And, again, I don't want to dwell on this too much because this is a conversation for another day. I feel like this could be a good reason for you to come back, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. And also, for everyone, case closed for MVP. It's locked yeah, up. Yeah, right? Don't care what anyone says. I know people are still vowing for Shohei Otani. It's over. It's Aaron Judge's award to win. Like, if it's it his. That, that's the thing. People, it's the Shohei's MVP. You do think. We're never going to see something like this again. And to cap that off, he has to be the MVP. And what he's doing for that team. You take Aaron Judge off the Yankees – God knows what that team is right now. We wouldn't be in the playoffs, especially after a terrible August and early September. That's exactly the definition of most valuable player. And and I would only argue for Shohei if the Angels were winning and they have two generational talents and they're nowhere near the postseason. So clearly, I think most most valuable player. Yeah, terrible collapse there. But, you know, that's what I think. MVP, a guy you need on your team to elevate and get you guys to a postseason berth like he did and on this year. And you, like we said, picture him off this team. They're not in the playoffs. So give the, the award to Aaron Judge. 
I think that we could wrap it up there, but just congratulations to him again. I mean, it was just an incredible season to watch with so much joy. And that's me coming from as a Mets fan. He had a home run off Taiwan Walker. And I was just like, well, okay. You know, like it's, he's just, he's just grinding right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, congratulations to him again. It was just a fantastic season from him. What a joy. What a joy. Now let's start our postseason coverage. Let's kick it off. The road to the World Series starts now. Uh, exactly as we're recording this on the 5th of October, release the 6th. If we extend it, game seven will be November 5th. So let's start this incredible ride, Alex. Yeah. At first, the New York Mets, that was a story that has lasted two days. Although, and if it was a fair judge, I think that'd be a full two-day story if that collapsed across all sports. Where do I begin, Alex? Um, you were up, your team was up 10 and a half games on June 1st. And though this debate was a collapse or what, but regardless, you had the big series coming into the final weekend of September, needing to just win one game. You have your three best pitchers at two hall of fame caliber pitchers who still are in their prime. You just need to win one with the tiebreaker. The offense is non-existent. The pitchers don't hold their own. And then after last night with Atlanta winning, they officially won the division with the Mets leading 95% of the time. And I guess to start this conversation before we see what road they have to take, which is going to be an intense one, just how are you feeling after this weekend and to today for being a Mets fan? I'm, I'm one of the weird ones where I'm not being a defeatist or – or there's a lot of them. Uh, there's a lot. Uh, I'm 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 disappointed. Uh, I'm definitely disappointed. I think we can get through the Padres. Um, I don't think I, I messaged my uncles and my dad. We have a Mets group chat. We're all Mets fans. I messaged them. I said I think we lost our World Series chances. I don't think mm-hmm. there's a shot we go if we go through the Padres that we're going to get through the Dodgers to get through whoever you know. On the other side, I just don't see that happening. Um, it's just too much of a grind. Uh, and obviously, the Dodgers are the Dodgers. And we beat them years ago in the playoffs, and that team was still stacked, but this team is something else too, right? So, you know, it was definitely disappointing to watch, you know, it, like, and everyone was kind of, oh, what's wrong with the Grom? He still had a quality start, but you're not mm-hmm. going to win when you score a run. And against that potent offense, and that seemed that seemed to be the story. Or we gave the pitchers the lead. We gave Scherzer and Bassett both leads. They couldn't handle it, and we ended up losing, right? And, and especially Bassett, who looked good through the first few innings and then just imploded, and that was it, right? So, you know, it's disappointing, but I think we can get through the Padres. Now, if we lose in the wild card, I'm going to be furious. I, I just Can't wait think, for Monday if that happens. Yeah. Uh, it's what we did in the offseason does not spell a wild card exit. And I think also the trade deadline, not us being aggressive, Ooh. the team being a best group, I think that's plagued the team. And then we got injuries stacking up. We don't have Stalling Marte, and he's been huge for us this year. Like, you're, you're seeing the importance of Stalling Marte in this lineup. We didn't have catchers who produced. Didn't have that all year. Um, Escobar finally turned it around in the month of September. Um, you know, but he was up and down. Can I like, so there's a lot of things that I felt that happened. And I feel I've talked to you and I've talked to my other buddies that the Braves were inevitable. Their yes. start 
was not who they are as a team. And I knew they were going to go on a run. Everyone was like, oh, we're, we're in cruise control. We don't have to worry about anyone. I'm like, the Braves are going to go start winning 12 out of 15, whatever. Go on 10-game win streaks. Go on 8-game win streaks. It's just bound to happen. They're a good team. And that's what they showed in this series, too. Backs against the wall. They need this important series. They showed up. The Mets didn't show up. They did. And they control it. The backs against the wall, they get the lead again. And it's just how you win the division. They show they're the better team. And that's why, looking going forward, like I'm telling you right now, I don't see the Mets, uh, as much as I was biased early on in the season and hopeful, looking right now, I don't see the Mets being a World Series team going through the wild star. Just as is. Just there's too many issues that I've seen. The offense up and down, you know, and then it's not performing what it matters most. And now you have the playoffs where it matters most. So we have to see how this team, you know, bounces back. They're playing an awful Nationals team. They've scored a bunch of runs these last two days. They're not probably going to play anyone today. You know, it is what it is. But now we have to see this postseason. But, you know, I'm optimistic going to the wild card. I'm not being like, it's over. Season's a lost cause. But like I said, we don't come out of the wild card. I'm going to be one of those Mets fans that's very, very angry. Yeah, I see. And valid points. It It's so easy to look back and see what you've done there and stuff. Like, I mean, the Billy Epler, the, the midseason acquisitions, mm-hmm. that that's a killer. Darren Ruff, I mean, what, 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 what happened there? It's yeah. hard to say, well, should you have kept J.D. Davis because he wasn't hitting at the beginning of the season? And, of course, he was killing it in San Fran this season. That's a hard pill to swallow. You probably, you know, who you I think looking back would have been a good trade, maybe a Wilmer Flores. I, I there are some pieces that I thought we needed. Uh, you know, Darren Ruff, I understand a guy with matched lefties, but he batted like sub 200 when he came here. He just forgot how to swing his bat. Back <laughs> was a good acquisition, but like bullpen, like, yeah, that's we the, did, big weakness. the big thing I told you at the trade deadline was we needed a, a, a solid lefty reliever, and we didn't bring that. And we've been rocking with Joely Rodriguez as our main lefty reliever. Right. And there's definitely pieces out there. They could have brought back or, or gone, you know, brought it and they didn't. Um, and, you know, and so they just made kind of small acquisitions without making the big splash, but they needed another bat that's better than the vocal backs or the Darren Ruffs of the world. Um, you know, because there's definitely someone out there that could have made, a difference and, and and kind of protected Alonzo or just helped him out. I mean, he had a fantastic year. He set the Mets single season RBI record, but yeah, we 40 home runs. Yeah. Like we didn't have anyone else, you know, and, and uh, Lindor up and down, like I said, Escobar up and down Marte out of the lineup. We lost him and you saw what happened with this offense. There's just no one getting really on base or hitting what it matters most. And Marte was a guy who was getting those big hits or getting on base or doing whatever he had to do, you know? So, there's things, like I said, that, that the Mets needed that they didn't attack. And uh, now it's coming back to haunt them. <laughs> you know, also, late in the yes. Season, so. And a lack of extra base hits. Exactly. That was the, yeah. the kid killer. I think they had yeah. about seven in the series against Atlanta, seven singles, yeah. one extra base hit. The only person you really hit was Jack McNeil, who yep. quietly might win a batting title. title. Yeah. And well, this is, this is, it's, it's cruel. It's cool. One question I have to ask Alex you know, you wanted Buck Showalter, Uncle mm-hmm. Stevie steps up. And the one thing, whether it was ignored or not until the big moment here, that he doesn't win the big game. So far in the regular season, that doesn't that isn't the case. 
Are you worried that the Buckshow Walter curse is going to come back to haunt you? No. Um, no. I, 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 honestly, I think as his first year, I've been extremely happy with him. Um, yeah, 100 games win season. Yeah, you know, and I don't think there's any effect until we, we it matters right now, right? Like, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm going to be mad as a Met fan for being out of wild card, but I'm not going to really play Buck unless you make some disastrous decisions. Um, that's more management, not putting a sufficient roster, being the aggressive team as a win now team and not doing what they need to do. Right. Um, but I have to see when we get into the big, you know, the, the, the big game, the NLCS is the NLCS is the world series. Hopefully what happens there. Right. But mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not nervous right now. I think he's the manager we need. I think all the guys love him. I think there was just certain things that were, he made some, the bad decisions here and there, but you know, he's not out there controlling that a team can only score a run. He's putting the best line about there against the Braves every night. And we did nothing. And it was, what is he going to do? You know, he's trying his best <laughs> to get these guys to score, but if the guys aren't hitting, there's nothing he can do. Right. So, you know, as of right now, I'm like I said, extremely happy. The future is bright, but it, it's obviously dis- we're, we're in a spot of disappointment right now. Um, just because we needed one win to, to, to just clinch it, and the team just, you know, didn't perform. And again, you know, you look at all sports and people just blame the manager, blame the manager. But is he out there swinging the bat every time? Mm-hmm. No, he's putting a lineup in the win. And if they don't perform, they don't perform. And, and and he's tried his best with the various different lineups and calling up Alvarez and trying to get yeah. this team up. And they just have there's this again when we've seen this time and time again with this Mets offense is that they just fall into low periods for a series of games and then they they blew the bag as lesser teams. Look at the Cubs series. Look at the National series. Look at the Pirates. That's they, a they, killer one. That they, Cubs yeah, sweep. Exactly. Like they just would just hit these spots where they just couldn't hit. But Bucks is putting the, the the lineup out there that should be hitting against these teams and they didn't. So you know I'm, I'm not too too worried yet. Uh, you know it's still too early. For 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 you know opinions on Buck, I've been extremely you know happy, but we'll see what happens come Wild Card Weekend and, and going forward what this team looks like. And then my last question before we look into this uh, matchup between the Padres and Mets: Was it too early to pull to uh, call up Alvarez, twenty years old? You get a you're coming into the uh, biggest series of the season. I mean, at, at, I think you had to do what you had to do. Who, no one was hitting whatsoever. Um, for the few at-bats, he was hitting the ball hard against Major League Pitching for the first time. I think the experiment was worth it, and it, it just didn't hit. Do you feel the same way? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, he had his first career home run yesterday, which was an absolute bomb. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we know the bats there. And I, I think it was, a, it was a little bit of a weird time to call him up because of such important series. Sure. But I think it showed that the organization has so much trust in this kid in his future mm-hmm. that they felt that like they were confident enough to call him up at this moment and see what he can do. And I think that's what all of us wanted to see. Our, like I said, our catchers all year could not hit. Nitto had his moments where he had some few right spots here and there, but he's more defensive catcher, right? Alvarez brings a little bit of both. He's more offensive than he is defensive, but he has a little bit of everything, right? And that's what I think all of us wanted to see. Just give it a shot. Like, just all of us all year, we have this kid. Give him a shot. See what happens. And I understand people say sometimes the confidence 
it, it gets all mixed up when you call guys up too early. But to see that he had his first career home run, you know, yesterday and getting adjusted and hitting, he hit the ball hard a few times, like you said, against somebody pitching. I think it's the right moment to see him uh, up at the major league roster because I think they see going forward. And, and like I said, if they didn't call him up now, he was probably going to be up on the roster next season. I think after spring training, he was going to be on the team. So I think you see him now, see what he can do. Hope he is, you know, plays well, performs well. And then you have all the almost confidence going to spring training that he would probably be your starting catcher next season as a 20, 21 year old, which is crazy. So yeah, McCann's looking like the Jason Bay of catchers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what was it? two home runs, 16 yeah. RBIs and <laughs> they were getting paid That's a, a good one. amount of money too. just That's a bad one. Yeah, I like I like the signing at the time, but again, just hasn't done anything. But, you know, and I always like Nitto. I, I think he's a great, he's a really, really good defensive catcher. He just, again, he just doesn't really have a a, a bat. Um, he just showed some moments where he can hit home runs and, and big doubles and singles and stuff like that. But overall, he's not, you're not going to rely on him to put up offensive numbers for you in the catcher spot. Great points as per usual, Alex. Now let's look into the matchup here. The Padres versus the Mets. They're going to play all weekend at City Field. Three-game series straight. Not You don't have to go out to San Diego for this. So now it's a game of chess. You have the big thing to take away. You have some stellar starting pitching on both sides. At the time of this recording, the rotations haven't been announced yet. Then they might not get announced until Thursday anyways, since this is drops. So um, the big question to start, looking on the Mets side. Padres are – oh, sorry. We'll look at the Mets side. Mm. Obviously, your big three, you're going to probably pitch DeGrom, Scherzer, and Bassett, it looks yeah. like. I don't think Carrasco's pitching. Um, no bullpen it is, it'd be out of relief. You know? yeah, yeah, exactly. So, your Buck Walter here sitting at the desk. What are you going to do for the starting rotation for game one, two, and three, Alex? Who, who, how would you handle this? Because Scherzer is used to short rest pitching in the postseason, we've seen it before, and I don't think he was bad against the Braves. I I think I wouldn't be surprised if Scherzer gets the ball game one. Okay. I wouldn't be. I would think it's going to be Jacob, but I wouldn't be surprised if Buck knows I can get I can get Max on short rest, and he's performed in the postseason on short rest time in and time out. Right, get him on short rest. Then we give DeGrom an extra day, have DeGrom game two, and then Bassett game three. But But you would go for the kill if you win game one. Yes. Um, I would do that. Just to give Jacob an extra day. And like I said, we know Scherzer can perform on short rest. Not knowing that's Buck's mindset, you know, but we'll see what he kind of comes up with. I think it would either be DeGrom or Scherzer game one. But I'm leaning more towards – Seeing it, it probably going to be Degrom, but like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if Buck, knowing Max's history, putting him in in Game One just because he knows we give Jacob an extra day of rest, and Scherzer has done extremely well when his name's called upon in short situations in the postseason. Um, and then Bassett locked Game Three. I think no matter what, it's going to be Bassett. Um, for the Padres, I think it's most likely in their rotation. You know, is it's it's pretty solid. You know, Joe Musgrove was looking like you know a Cy Young candidate um, earlier this year. I think it's going to be probably you, Musgrove, Snell. I think that's okay. going to be the three. 
I, it, it could be switched around, but I think those three are going to be the guys that are going to hit the ball in the wild card series. So again, we've seen Snell dominate in the postseason before season stats this year, pretty solid. You kind of bounce back year. Um, you know, win loss isn't great, but three, three eighty RAs, not nothing, you know, not terrible at all. 171 mm-hmm. strikeouts. And we've seen him deliver in the postseason before. So I think those are the three guys that you're, we're going to see from the Padres side is going to be Darvish, Musgrove, Snell. Um, so again, quality pitchers all around for this wild card series. There's nothing to see that. There's no guys you can really attack. I mean, we've seen you collapse in the playoffs before, um, but yep. you know, still, still three quality arms. Now, if you're setting up this lineup against this tough pitching staff, you know, where do you go? It looks like Marte isn't going to be playing in this series, which is a huge, huge mm. loss and bummer. Um, how do you think you have to attack this very, very tight pitching? I think you have to have the guys that can get get on base, like we've seen all mm-hmm. year. I think I think you have to keep you have to slide McNeil up a little bit. I think you're, but it's hard because you're gonna usually usually have Neo Nemo, and then you know you're not gonna have lefty lefty back to back. So I would think. You know, and maybe it would be interesting. Maybe you would have uh, uh, Nemo, Lindor, McNeil, Alonzo four to start. And then you kind of mess around from there. And, you know, you still have Alonzo in the cleanup spot. I I don't know why we were having a bat two Alonzo recently in some (laughs) situations. That was weird. Keep him in the cleanup spot. That's where he's most comfortable. That's where he's going to produce. You get three guys on base ahead of him. And then after that, you know, you can put the Canas, the Guillermes, if he's if he's in the lineups, the you know, uh, Vogelbacks, all that stuff. Yes, um, and you'll have to switch them if yeah. they're gonna if they're gonna do the, um, you know, Snell's a Snell's a yeah. lefty, so you'll so, have yeah, to yeah. pitch him. In, uh, you have to put rough that game for a DH. Yeah. yeah so I think I, I think they're gonna do some things where they mess around, or we have Alvarez be the DH. You know, I know it's mm-hmm. postseason, but have him there because you know Ruff has it. Hit, hit any anyone um yeah so right. you know you, know, you face the snow then that kind of changes things right you're not gonna you might have nemo lead off still but i don't know and then you might have mcneil down in the lineup and then you put like you know lindor escobar up both switch hitters who, who hit lefties well and then maybe alonzo the canna who hits lefties so you know it all depends but you know i think you really have to get your as much offensive firepower early on in your lineup and then have, you know, Alonzo and everyone else kind of fall after that. Um, just because you got to attack early and you got to get runs early, you know, especially against this Padres team, you know, we know who they have, um, you know, the Machados, the Juan Sotos. The yeah. Jake I was going to ask, Warps, you know, are you tough. worried? Of, are you worried about Juan Soto, the Met killer? Yeah. He just so happens to come back. His first playoff series yeah. against the Mets. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whoa. Of course, of course, of course, I'm terrified of Juan Soto. I always have and always will be. It doesn't matter what jerseys he's in. I'm always mm-hmm. terrified of Juan Soto. Um, he is a Met killer. He, he, you know, every time something I could call, I think I've called home runs with Juan Soto before watching Mets games. Like, yeah, that's probably, he's going to crush something. Right. So, um, and Machado has his history with the Mets. He's, yep. he's been a guy who's, who's hurt them before. Right. So, uh, you know, we have to we have to the see it and go from there. But those two guys, you know, I'm always nervous about, you know, especially, you know, Juan who who's has his history with the Mets. But Machado, you know, when we had against Padres series, he's he's hit some, you know, home runs and some big shots before. So uh, you know, those two guys are definitely gonna make uh, my nerves, you know, 
I'll be a little jittery during their at-bats uh, during this wild card. Oh, round. man, I'm going to be sitting and watching it with a nice beer, and I'm loving it. It's entertainment for me. Yankees won't play till the beginning of next week. So I think we covered all we need to with Mets and it's Padres. But, yeah, there's a lot on the line. There's going to be a lot of salty, angry people, even more angry now. I <laughs> Like this was the lead story after Jets and Giants win games, yeah. which hasn't been happening. That, yeah, that's yeah, it's crazy. So that, yeah, <laughs> there's a, just so much of legacy going on this weekend for the Mets, and damn, it's just all you could say is damn. This is this is gonna be insane in every sense of the world. Word and um, all I could say is good luck. This this is the. Whew. Oof, yeah. Like I said, lost for <laughs> words just for on pure tension and entertainment colliding. I, I love it. So why don't we now hit on the Yankees? You know, there was a time where I was just as mad as you were at the Yankees when they almost blew their four, uh, 15 game lead. It went down to three at one point. Yeah. But the big thing that's always said that the teams who win in October, are the ones who come who are hot Yankees. Yeah. We're obviously had the whole world watching it for two weeks for Judge to hit 62. Now that's over. Now you don't have that bug. You don't have that cloud over his head. And now we can focus on the ALDS. We get our first round by. Sucks we're not going to get home field advantage throughout the whole playoffs, but do with what you can. And um, the big thing with the Yankees, their lineup, I think it's figuring out what are you going to do and if one, Matt Carpenter's coming back, if two, Andrew Benintendi's coming back, and how does that play? Now, if you're a Yankee fan, you got to be psyched for as for Oswaldo Cabrera. In general, the future is bright with him. He's been killing it with us. Oswaldo Perez is looking good, too. And I guess my first question to start, say that none of these guys come back, and we're going to stay with this lineup. <clears throat> Do you think Yankees can make a run with the lineup they have if nobody returns from the injury report? Ooh, that's tough. Um, it is. It is. You know, yeah. the lack of playoff experience for some. Um, you're playing against much tougher pitching now. Um, you know, there's a lot to uphold. The big weakness that we could get into after is the Yankees bullpen. That that is, we do not have defined roles there. But for at least for the lineup itself, it's interesting to see uh, um, what could happen. I personally think. If you could bring Carpenter back, especially better Teddy, that was our peak when Carpenter was playing. And I, I you know, it, it is a lot to ask for after being out for months to start, you know, play playoff baseball. But I think it's important to have these guys in the lineup and who played well in the postseason. Better Teddy's World, World Series, Carpenter's yeah. played in the World Series, they played well in it. I think, um, I do think it's more valuable to have those guys on the team if you can have it. But for me, you know. I guess test the kid out at least Cabrera, especially Cabrera, yeah. I think is, is, is going to be uh, here to stay for a while, but yeah, that's what I think. What do you think with, um, how do you approach this lineup? If you're Boone? again, you have to get the guys that have been producing lately. Right. And it's tough yeah. because it's been such, such a up and up and down times with this Yankees team. Right. So, mm -hmm. you know, you obviously know judge is going to produce. So you don't have to worry about him. Giancarlo it for some reason, when it's the month of October changes into uh, MVP level player. So you don't I'll have to worry that. about him. Right. So, um, you know, DJ's done well in the yeah, postseason. DJ's done well in the postseason. Like you guys have the pieces to to make a run. And if if the injury report guys don't come back, like I think you guys can still 
get past the, the, the division round, right? Like, I think you at guys least. can do that at least. Um, but, you know, it's, I still think it's going to be tough, right? Like it's mm-hmm. this team, like the Mets have had their moments where you're sitting there and you're like, what the hell is going on with these guys? Oh yeah. Um, and, you know, right now, it's, you, you attribute pitching to that is they're hitting slumps or certain things like that. And this is not the right time to be getting in those type of slumps, right? You want to kind of have the confidence going into run, but they're going to get the rest that they need, right? Like judge has been playing like, a ridiculous amount of games yeah, chasing 62. He, so he's he, going to have a few days of rest coming up. So I believe he played 55 straight games. Yeah. yeah. Like, so he, he needs some rest. He's, you know, I, uh, uh, coming up. So you guys will have that. You guys will be hopefully well rested and, 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 and come in confident against whoever you guys will face off um, coming out of the, the wild card. But, you know, I think there's, you guys can still make a run. Um, do I have you guys as a world series team? I personally haven't seen it yet, but again, there's been times I was attributing, I know I'm, I'm a Mets fan, but I always should be like the Braves or even the Mets in 2015, like Braves last year. No one, none of us really saw them as the team that was going to make it to world series. Right. We thought, okay, they're hot. They're a hot team. They'll grind through. They'll, they'll make it tough for some teams, but they're not making the world series. Boom. World series. Uh, Mets in 2015, same thing. Oh, they have to go through the Cubs. They have to go through the Dodgers. They have to go. This they're yeah. not going to make it. They got hot at the right time. Boom, pushed it right all the way to the World Series. That can happen with the Yankees this year, too. They're a solid team. You still have Judge, who's got to, like I said, win MVP. They have pieces. And if you have this time to rest, and hopefully some of these guys, because of these few days off of rest, can come back and, and, and produce right away in the postseason, then, yeah, who says you guys can't do it? I just think it's a tough road right now with this roster. I think you guys need these guys to come back off the IL, and and everyone needs to get help, help, like healthy to see what this team truly is um, going forward. And, and the pitching staff has up, up and downs for sure. Um, you know, we've seen what happened with Cole in the postseason mm-hmm. last year and see what's going this year. You, you know, Nestor's been a fantastic story this year. Um, so do, I don't have you guys locked in to go to the World Series. I think it's a tough road. But like I said, base, this is why October baseball is fun, right? Like you yeah. have no idea what's going to happen. A team in the wild card can make it to the World Series. We have no idea what can happen here. So, same thing, like I said, for the Yankees. It's, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how they are uh, coming into, into the divisional, but um, but we'll have to see. We'll have to see how they look right away. You know, first two games are going to be telling for what this series is going to look like for them. Right. I think if only the bullpen had more security to it, I'd feel great coming into it. But it's not. We don't really even have a closer. Clay Holmes. Uh, the collapse can't trust him anymore. Zach Britton has returned, but we don't know what he's up to. Uh, Chapman's he's another guy in the aisle. We'll wait to see, but of course you can't trust him in the postseason anymore. You really want to have a third home run season ending home run given up by him. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing. And I think, when we meet early next week to talk about the ALDS, it'll be easier to at least look at the matchup ahead. But for now, as long as things click and you're right at the hot time and the talent on the Yankees team, there's no reason why they can make a push. And hopefully we get that big ALCS against Houston for, you know, seven years in the making to try to finally get over the hump there. And, um, yeah, I, I I believe that's that's really what we have going. And the other thing I ask is, um, again, 
we'll we'll save this for the ALDS preview. But um, when it comes to the pitching matchup, at least you have three play pitchers. Tal on paper, who's good. You know, Cole. I know he has had he had his struggles. He came up short against the Red Sox in the wild card game. Next to Cortez. People thought he was a Cy Young candidate at one point, and he could get some Cy Young votes. But yeah, um, regardless, regardless, great pitch you could trust. And the big thing, especially coming out of this week, Luis Severino. Yes. Looking awesome. Throwing a no-hitter into the seventh. He's pitching the big game before, both doing really bad, like really, really bad. Like the wild card game against Minnesota was looking really, really shitty at one point. But then he pitched well. Um in the postseason as well. But regardless, Seve now, and after waiting 60 days on the IL, looking great. Yeah. So much momentum. And I think more we have can have a more a better idea of how the Yankees are gonna look um when we talk early next week for the division series. But um momentum's high, and that's all you can ask for coming mm-hmm. into this series. And so just to look at some of the other ALC, uh, sorry, wild card matchups, Cleveland and Tampa Bay. Cleveland, nobody really expected them to be at this point. They thought maybe the Chicago White Sox were the team, but mm-hmm. that Terry was me. Frick. I was one of those guys. Oh, yes. <laughs> me too. Me too. But Terry Francota shows he yeah. he still's got something going with his young pitching staff, young contact hitters. And um, you know, I think they're playing with house money. Tampa Bay being Tampa Bay, even though nobody supports them down in Florida. They're just keep winning games, yep. getting more World Series. I'm sorry, more postseason experience. They were just in the World Series two years ago. I think this is going to be an interesting matchup against two small market teams. Who do you see winning in a three-game series in this matchup? It's really tough because I like both teams. Um, mm-hmm. I think they're both really, really solid. And, 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 and I thought with the Guardians, like I thought, you know, they were going into like the Rebo mode with some of the moves they made and trading, yeah. you know, guys like the door and some of the other pieces that they traded away. And then you're like, Oh, they're going to next thing you know, they're in the wild card this year. And no one saw that. And, you know, so um, props to Frank Kona and them, because they have just do brilliant work all the time. Right. Uh, and Tampa steady winning all the time. Right. They, they, they just a consistently solid team. Um, but to me, uh, there's something about the gardens. I like this year. Uh, they're just young. They still have Jose Ramirez. They still have a, mm-hmm. a good complete roster in their staff. I think they can beat the, beat the Rays in three games. Um, I really do. So I'm going to, I'm going to take the guardians uh, in that series. <laughs> you know, although, like I said, it's really a coin flip for these guys, you know, just because Tampa's a 60 doesn't mean they're a bad team. by any mean, they're a very, very solid team. So um, I wouldn't be surprised, but I'm going to go with the guardians uh, this year with them. I just, there's something about them that I really, really like. Yeah, I think especially their pitching is the is the thing when you have people like Trent McKenzie mm-hmm. started to become a star and stuff like that. I think that's going to be the uh, the special thing coming into their series. And the winner of that matchup would play. I just had it right here. Excuse me. The winner of that matchup would play the Yankees Thank in the you. ALDS. Mm-hmm. Now for the other ALCS Toronto versus Seattle Seattle makes their first playoff appearance in 21 years, years yep who a guy named Julio Rodriguez that's all you need yeah. well that's all you need but that's that clearly shows a star player putting the team on his back making huge moves for Winkler and uh Eugenio Suarez may has been a stellar move in this offseason 
pitching is really well. But then you have a Toronto Blue Jays team who also, I mean, they probably arguably one of the best lineups on paper with Bo Bichette and Jerry um, and Jerry George Springer. Um Vlad Guerrero Jr., obviously. So, again, I think another um, interesting matchup ahead in this one, and the home field advantage goes to Toronto north of the border. Yeah, which yeah. I think is so unfortunate, right? Because you saw Seattle when they when they locked their spot, which was like the most dramatic way to lock a postseason spot. Yes, big walk-off. Cal Raleigh walk-off home run, and they don't get a single postseason game this year. How crazy I is that, mean, right? Like, yeah. you just – you waited 20 years and you can't see your team play in the postseason. But again, congrats to Seattle. It was way, way, way long overdue, but just a dramatic way to get it. And just to see Seattle rocking again um, for their team was awesome. But, um, you know, Julio has been hurt up and down uh, this year. So we'll see what happens there. But again, with this, I, I, it's tough. You know, the AL East this year is just, not, just think about it. It's three AL East teams in the, in the, yeah, right. Year, just crazy. Um, yeah, Toronto has home field. They're crazy over there for their team. When it comes to postseason, we've seen it before. Uh, that place can be electric. Literally um, rocks. Yeah. Uh, I I like Seattle. I think they, they have a very bright future. They lock up their pitching, um, you know, getting, you know, making a great move at the deadline. And that has worked wonders for them. Um, you know, so I think it's a good first step. Uh, but I think the Blue Jays are going to advance. Um, I just like the core with, with Bo Bichette and uh, and Vladdy and, and and George Springer and all them who who've all performed well and and you look at Vladdy and everyone said it down here the dude hit thirty home runs again this year and his you know OPS and everything was off the charts so down here and hit thirty home runs yeah you know that's kind of crazy for me so I, I'm gonna go with the Blue Jays here but you know again uh, I just think. You know, the, the future is definitely very bright in Seattle. You know, like I said, see, seeing what Luis Castillo has done, I've been a deadline for them and and, and anchoring that rotation um, yep. has been awesome. So, uh, great story for Seattle, but I think, unfortunately, it's, it ends in the wild card this year. I don't disagree with you. I think the Blue Jays have the edge with their hitters. And um, I know he was hit hard, but if you have pitchers like Robbie Ray, go well, you know, Ryu they should be in a good place. So um, Toronto, I think is going to win that one. And uh, wouldn't it be funny if a Jay Happ who returned to Toronto, who shit the bed for the Yankees when he pitched for them in the playoffs, maybe he can uh, avenge himself if he's going to get a start. Okay. This is actually the one I'm probably most excited for with all the wild card. Well, no, sorry. I shouldn't say that. Obviously the Mets and Padres I'm most excited for, but the second most, the Cardinals and the Phillies, two very interesting teams who arguably at first you didn't see coming, but yet they're out here. You have the Cardinals magical mm-hmm. season with all their young, with all their oldies in pool host Yaddy and Wainwright. They have one more postseason run. You have probably the NL MVP and Paul Goldschmidt there, Paul DeYoung um, with their a great mixture of both power and contact hitters. They are here in a huge way um, going into this after the Brewers, who somehow I guess people forgot they really screwed up in the AL and the NL Central. Whether they get a pass or not, um, the Cardinals took advantage of it and they are in it with a whole field advantage. 
in the AL, uh, sorry, the NL wild card. Mm. Then you have the Phillies, yep. who fired Joe Girardi in June, who had a major injury in Bryce Harper. They were not looking good, but again, just keep winning series with people like Kyle Schwarber holding the team on their back. And now they are here to stay. So two teams with magical runs playing each other in the wild card series this weekend. One of them is going to end. One is going to end for one of them. Who do you think it's going to be that team who's going to be striving? And who's that team who's going to be crying? Ooh, uh, it's a tough one for that matchup. Also, kind of crazy. Just realized there's three analyst teams in the playoffs and three AL East teams in the playoffs. Just realized that, which something is good crazy. in the water over here. Yeah, something, something. Um, honestly, the Phillies uh, just snuck in, um, you know, got Harper back at the right time and kind of ran it to the end. Uh, mm-hmm. They're a very, very up and down team. And I'm not trying to be a biased Mets fan here, but uh, they're such a very up and down team to me. Yeah, uh, Cardinals are just so dialed in. Uh, they're always great in the playoffs. And just seeing what Pujols is doing, I think he's going to have one more magical postseason run in him. And I'm, like I said, I'm not trying be to be surprised. biased here. I wouldn't be surprised either. Just the way he's been playing, it's ridiculous. And congrats to him, 700 home runs, and he passed Babe Ruth. I think he's at 702 now. Uh, home yeah, run he's one, at 703. He passed him for the RBIs. RBIs, but he passed uh, Babe Ruth in the total RBIs, which is just ridiculous. Again, might not ever right. see anything like it like this again. So... You know, enjoy it while we can, and that's why I want to keep on enjoying pool holes. One more postseason magical run. I think they're going to win in the wild card over the Phillies. Okay, great pick. Great pick, Alex. And again, for these next three teams, the Braves, Dodgers, and Houston, I think there's more of a preview to happen when we hit the division Mm. series. Yeah. But I was just wondering, out of those three teams who have all been pretty dominant in their leagues respectively, is there anything you take away from those three franchises you like coming into it? Uh, Dodgers are the Dodgers, right? They're still just a, just a dominant team. No matter what you do, that roster is always stacked, right? And and it's crazy to me with this team. It always seems that they always have pitchers. Like, pitcher goes down, but then someone's always there to just, like, pick it up. It's They just yeah, have huh? a, an infinity of pitchers. There's no Walker Buehler. Yeah. And then – yeah. They're still the number one seed. They lose Walker Beer. I'm like, well, that's a big loss. And then they're just like, yeah, no, we're fine. Don't worry about us. We're still good. And it's like, what do you mean? You just lost a guy who has the potential to be an ace in a rotation. It's just crazy to me. Um, but, you know, Dodgers, always solid. Uh, Atlanta, again, just hot at the right time. Showed up when it mattered most this week. I think they're a great team on paper. Um, I think, you know, it's unfortunate that they lost Ozzy Albies a game after he came back. If, if he was fully healthy the rest of the way. I think they're a lock to maybe make it back to the World Series. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, they just showed up when it matters most. They can put offense up when, when when they need to. They come up with the clutch hits. They have a deep roster. Danger Swanson had a great year. He destroyed the Mets in that series. Um, so I think they're a team to look out for too. Right now, though, I think the, the team I'm looking at, the NL, to come out of the NL is the Dodgers. I think that, for me, okay. I think that's the team to look out for. Houston, again, they almost had – did they have a no-hitter? No, they almost had a no-hitter. I, I didn't see the they, alert. They blew it in the eighth inning. They blew it in the eighth inning. Okay. Yeah. So I, I swiped off the alert and then forgot to go back and look, so I did it. I mm-hmm. completed it. Uh, but, again, almost two combined no-hitters in the same season. I don't know if that's happened before. Maybe it has. I don't, I don't remember. So. Um, but, again, consistent winning. And, and a lot of people thought last year, a few years ago, like, this Astro team's going to be different. They lose Correa. You know, they didn't have Verlander for the year or whatever the case might be. And the team comes back this year. They don't need Correa. They're so dominant uh, coming out in that division. 
Um, but you know, uh, for me, just story wise, I, I love like the the you know the the overcoming stories. You know, deficit down. I would love to see the Yankees make it to the LCS and finally get over this Astros hill. Um, that would be me as as a baseball fan. It's like finally they did it. Uh, it took long enough, um, but they're just so consistently good, just up and down the board. And I think they're going to be a really tough team um, out of the AL. Um, but like I said, we don't know what happens with baseball. Um, but you know, for me, I think the teams to look out for and it's easy that are one seeds. But it, it's the Dodgers uh, and and Astros. I think you just look at, at those teams. They're just such a complete team all around and just have great management and, and, and great pitching and, and just know how to win when it matters most and, and get there. And they all have experience uh, in, in this and in this environment. And uh, it's going to be crazy, but I think we'll dive in a little bit more once we kind of know the matchups, because once we see these matchups, you never know. Blue Jays get on and, you know, we've seen Astros and, and Blue Jays battle each other and have tough battles and stuff like that. So, you know, it all matters coming out of the divisional series. I think we can do more deep dives when it in, but, um, but to me, I, you know, honestly, I think the Astros and the Dodgers would be the most likely teams to make it to the World Series this year. That's just me and my eyes, um, just because of the teams. Yeah, Dodgers, Astros. That's your World Series prediction as of today. Early, early on, you know, I would love to see the Yankees finally crack them, but I just, I don't know. I just, I just, this, this Astros team have seen these last, you know, few weeks they just look like they're on a roll. They really do. Yeah, you get rid of Correa and Springer, you bring in Kyle Tucker and Jordano Alvarez. Yeah. They just, just a Verlander ending the season with a 1.75 ERA. Yep. And you can't beat it. Established closer. And um, who's the short? I'm trying to think who's the shortstop on the. I'm playing on his name. Oh, Jeremy Pena. Yep. You lose Correa, and this guy comes in this year. That's. 253 with 22 home runs and 63 RBIs in 136 mm-hmm. games. Like, got the similar production from this kid, and this kid is 24 years old. So, all I could ask, you know, get ready yeah. for that short series. Mm. And, well, let's first get there. I'm going to stick my prediction the Yankees Dodgers, which at the okay. time, and I said that was a pure, um, that was a pure prediction on mm. faith because when we had IKF and an old Josh mm. Donaldson, <laughs> well, it wasn't looking too pretty, but then with the rise of Nestor Cortez and um, Luis Severino coming back to form and a Yankee team that's hot right now. Yeah. 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 you got to take advantage. And I will say major changes if this Yankee team doesn't win it all um, or at least win the pennant major changes have to be happy because clearly this core is not going to do it if they don't win it this time. And um, we'll go with it there. So, Alex, pleasure as always. Thank you for your stellar work. I will see you early next week to preview the NLDS, ALDS. Go on from there, and hopefully we reflect on some uh, good Mets baseball. I'd like to see them win this. It's going to be a fun weekend. And if not, you know, bring your Frank the Tank out, dude. Bring your Frank the Tank out. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people haven't seen me mad on this show. I think the last time I was mad was when we were doing a Giants talk. Potentially. Yeah, it's um, been a while. It's so. been a little bit since Angry Alex has made an appearance. <laughs> I know I know Ronelli on the NFL show, you know, he was messaging me when I was at the Cowboys game and he was like, mm-hmm. we need to have you on. And I was like, 
I think Matt is trying to figure out how this giant season is going to go before he has me on. Uh, just because I know you like when I get animated. So we'll see. Uh, hopefully it's a good wild card series. So I'm not too stressed out this weekend. But mm-hmm. uh, when we preview it, we'll dive in. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe angry Alex makes an appearance. But hopefully it does not. <laughs> well, you know, I selfishly want that for raise wise. But um <laughs> We're going to keep it going. And we, like I said, we talked before, we see you on some NFL shows this season coming up as well, especially with uh, your new schedule, which is going to be really exciting. So, Alex Young, I'll see you next week. Have a good weekend. Be in touch and um, bring out that energy with or without a Mets uh, wild card win. And so, um, we'll recover the other teams as well. <laughs> Sounds good. Thanks for having me get mad, and I'll see you guys soon. You the man, Alex. See you soon. It was a good conversation and productive conversation. Great work, Alex. That was a really, really stellar performance from you. Awesome job talking all things MLB postseason. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. Don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. We will be back on Tuesday to review the Wild Card Weekend for MLB. And we look into the AL and NLDS after that. That will be on Tuesday with Alex Young and uh, maybe some surprises after that. We'll be back on Wednesday with our regularly scheduled NFL show. And then we have some more incredible content coming for you throughout the rest of the month of October. So good times ahead, great content ahead. And we're here to inform, entertain, and inspire the greatest fans and listeners in the world, the Productive Nation. Thank you for making this all possible. I love each and every single one of you. Have a great weekend. Good luck especially to the Mets especially. We will see if they continue, can continue to strive and make a push or we'll talk about the absolute collapse of the New York Mets have completed by losing in the wild card series after a stellar regular season. And uh, we'll, of course, we'll hit on the other teams after that. But let's enjoy the weekend. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. I love each and every single one of you. And don't forget to check in on your friends and family. All right, see you later, everybody. Peace. All she needed was some.